This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new agency will be taking over the .gov internet domain. Trust in the government is down overall, so what to do about it? And the Veterans Affairs Department is on the hunt for someone to fill its top health position. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Any agency wanting a brand new website will have to go through a new provider. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is taking over the management of the .gov domain. The General Services Administration controlled the .gov domain since the 1990s, but in 2020, Congress passed and President Donald Trump signed the .gov Act into law. It shifted responsibility for managing the .gov domain to CISA. The law requires CISA to increase security and decrease complexity for federal, state, and local governments. The White House taps an internal candidate to be the new federal CIO. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. Claire Martirana, who's been the Office of Personnel Management's Chief Information Officer for more than two years, is the new federal CIO. The White House announced Martirana's appointment yesterday, and her first day at the Office of Management and Budgets, Office of E-Government and IT, is today. In coming to OMB, Martirana brings a varied set of experiences. She joined the government in 2016 as part of the U.S. Digital Service, where she worked on projects with the Veterans Affairs Department. Martirana then came to OPM in February 2019 after more than three years with USDS. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Defense Department's organization in charge of artificial intelligence is ready to tackle some big issues in 2021. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Joint Artificial Intelligence Center is preparing to embark on large programs that will help the Pentagon deliver goods and people to war zones faster. After an initial startup period, the Jake is pushing into areas that matter most for the military. It's starting plans with entities like the Defense Logistics Agency and U.S. Transportation Command to use AI technology for quickening business processes and finding ways to cut costs. The new projects are in stark contrast to the small pathfinding programs Jake worked on in its early years. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Customs and Border Protection expands its use of biometrics for travelers entering the U.S. to a third border crossing in the Rio Grande Valley. Now travelers at the Hidalgo Port of Entry near McClellan, Texas, will undergo simplified arrival, a facial biometrics technology which takes their picture while CBP officers review their travel documents. Officers then compare the new photo to the one in a traveler's passport or visa. CBP says the technology only takes seconds and is more than 98% accurate. Trust in the federal government is down. Can anything be done to restore it? We get more from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. It's been falling for decades, and at the moment, only 20% of American adults say they trust the government. That's according to Pew. Now, a detailed study by Deloitte and Fortune reveals some ways to restore trust. The big idea is aligning competence with intent, something that hasn't always been the case during the pandemic. That means agencies have to just get better at good and consistent program delivery. A good shot of increased transparency would also help. I'm Tom Temin. The Veterans Affairs Department is kicking off a long process to find its next health administration leader. VA stood up a commission to consider candidates for VA's undersecretary for health position. The commission will recommend candidates to the president who will appoint and nominate a new undersecretary for health. The commission is supposed to consider candidates without regard to their political affiliation. VA's top health administration job has been vacant for over four years. 
VA also has a maintenance backlog that just never stops growing. VA estimates it would take $22 billion to address poor or failing systems at aging facilities across the country. The backlog was worth $10 billion a decade ago. The department has another list of major and minor construction projects it would like to tackle. That list is worth $49 to $59 billion. The department is in the middle of an effort to reevaluate its infrastructure needs. And Veterans Affairs could get more doses and more authority to vaccinate veterans and their families. We get details from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. A bipartisan group of senators have introduced the SAVE Act. The bill would give VA the authority it needs to vaccinate all veterans, their spouses, and their caregivers. VA is currently vaccinating veterans enrolled in the department's health care system. It doesn't have the doses it needs to vaccinate veterans not enrolled in VA health care. Senators say VA has been efficient in administering doses and deserves to play a bigger role in the government's vaccination efforts. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. The Pentagon is authorizing the use of more active-duty troops to administer COVID-19 vaccines. Currently, about 2,200 personnel are working at vaccination centers. Another 1,400 troops will be deployed in this new round. They're made up of 10 Type 2 teams, which are smaller groupings that can administer about 3,000 vaccines a day. Type 1 teams are larger and made up of about 220 troops that can deliver 6,000 vaccines in a day. DOD identified more than 6,000 service members who can administer vaccines. However, now all of those personnel have been deployed. Lawmakers want more details from top agencies about the federal coronavirus response to see where processes could improve. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee seeks documents, communications, and interviews from a slew of agencies. They include the White House, National Archives and Records Administration, Homeland Security, HHS, DOD, State Department, and the Office of Management and Budget. And House Democrats introduce a bill to fast-track the Postal Service's adoption of next-generation vehicles. Here's Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. The Postal Vehicle Modernization Act would give USPS $6 billion, but require the agency to make at least 75% of its new delivery trucks electric or zero emission. USPS last month awarded its next-generation vehicle contract to Oshkosh Defense. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy told lawmakers 10% of the vehicles the agency plans to buy will be electric. But he said the agency could purchase more electric vehicles with support from Congress. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.